Hey, 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 world, back at it again for 2023. Gotta hit the hype button. Woo! <laughs> um, first part of 2023. First part squad. of 2023. We made it. We launched in uh, 2022 and we're still going strong. Let's go. Shout out to my girl, Andrea, and co host. How are we feeling? Great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I just, you know, got back from a long, long trip away. It was my first time away from work in a very long time. Are you very jet lagged? So I'm not super jet lagged on the way there. For for those that don't know, I went to um, Japan, Australia, both Sydney and Melbourne, and then the South Incredible. Island of New Zealand, um, which included like a couple 16 hour flights, which are no joke. Whew. Especially, I'm I'm way too tall for those planes anyway. <laughs> like it's just like an unpleasant experience. Um, I mean, like a middle row in the back, <laughs> yeah, just like folded over. People recline their seats, and my <laughs> knees are done for. Um, oh my god. But uh, but no, not too jet lagged. I actually think that going there, I was way more jet lagged, and it took me like a week to kind of adjust. I think maybe because I was like out of routine. Right. Um, today's I guess day two of me being back, and like I slept fine both nights. Like I feel That's all perfect. good. So I think I think there's something. I don't know. Like if I went east or west or north. Like I think I may have gone like <laughs> over the North Pole or something. I said what's up to Santa, but um, <laughs> <laughs> just reset it like on the way back. Can we do yeah. No, but it was amazing. What what was your favorite? Which of those places? So the the coolest to me was the South Island of New Zealand. It's like yeah. literally like a national park. When you go there, they're like really inspect your bags, like for like bananas or like anything that like could potentially like mess up their like, like landscape. no invasive like species. no like but like yeah. they really don't like they take it very right. seriously. There's like no invasive species allowed whatsoever, but. When you get there, like you see why it's kind of like Lake Como in a way okay. of like just like ridiculous landscapes. Oh um, what I have always been super intrigued about that part of the world is they have really cool animals that don't exist anywhere else. Yeah, so I saw some koala. Oh well, actually, God. no. So this was in Melbourne, um, not New Zealand. Yeah. But same with yeah, Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw saw some kangaroos. Oh I God. saw. Um, Tell me, you saw a wombat. Um, I'm obsessed with wombats. I think I saw a wombat. I saw some koalas, which so are like cool. so cute. Uh, oh my god! I saw a Tasmanian devil, which Whoa. I guess there's like almost extinct yes. or something. So that's wild. Um, I saw some crazy animals. I went to a cricket match. Ooh! Um, and I think for for me it was like cool to see. I guess first of all, like I it took me probably like 45 minutes to understand what was going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but once I did, like it's cool to get exposed to like other big sports. Like cricket is massive in the That's world, awesome. especially that part of the world. Um, so to see, and I remember like I was googling like how much do these guys make because right, like right. I'm like how big are they? Um, and some of them make good money. They're not the same as like the big U.S. stars. I think yeah. uh, like the top players make like a million dollars, and like some of like the other players like. It's like between like a hundred can a million dollars. Okay. So, um, I mean, decent money for those guys, and and they definitely have a big following. One thing that I thought was incredible was the number one item I saw was Yankees hats. No way! Like, I swear, <laughs> were they being sold on the streets? <laughs> I swear, more people wear Yankees hats in like Sydney than they do Look in New here. York City. <laughs> like it, for me, that was like valid, not validation, but it was just kind of like, oh, I get why the Yankees are worth like $5 million. Like their just merch the brand. And their brand that they've built. Right. Like the fact that everybody across the world, I mean, and we're talking the other side of the globe, Literal. is like everybody's <laughs> wearing amazing. Yankee hats. Um, and then the one other big thing, NBA jerseys. Like really? Luka Doncic everywhere and i was like wow that's, that's crazy. So crazy yeah steph curry everywhere i saw a lot of steph lebron luca probably the most and i was just like 
again, I get why these guys make $30 million a year now. I'm like, I mean, like, if this guy's able to have this big of an impact. They're true global stars. Like, true global stars with an impact. So I'm That's like, uh, so I think seeing that was super interesting. Another thing um, was, like, the different brands over there that are big. Like, Did you do some good shopping? Do you pick up some cool stuff? Yeah, yeah. Like, is it, were you talking mostly clothes or just, like, in general? Just So we'll get cool to stuff. fashion. Okay, okay. <laughs> don't don't, don't worry. Don't rush we'll, it. I won't <laughs> rush it. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, but just in general, like the brands, I mean, I was in Tokyo, which is like a totally Insane. different thing. They have sick fashion though, by the way. Uh, I, I was big in Japan when I had my line. Yeah. I mostly only exported to Japanese stores. Yeah. No, and Tokyo. I've never been in like, it's still one of my biggest regrets that I didn't go when I was big. Yeah. Tokyo has crazy drip. Um, but, uh, but just to see, like, I think as U.S. based people and U.S. consumers, yeah. I think it's easy to get caught up in, I mean, what is probably the biggest economy in the world. So it makes sense. But like the brands and the trends and how things work right. in the U.S. But like I think even thinking about Infuse in, in that business, um, it was interesting to see like have more global perspective and be like, hey, like, you know, everybody in New Zealand like really cares about like green. Like they like don't have paper towels in their bathrooms wow. and like it's just like just very eco-friendly very eco-friendly and just More like thinking, than us. Yeah. <laughs> and just thinking like it's kind of just interesting to see how different cultures work and right. it kind of is eye-opening about like hey like if you do things one way in the u.s it's not going to work everywhere else mm -hmm. and like it's hard to understand that until you're like in person there and you're like oh just like everything's yeah. different and like they tap to pay for example i'm kind of rambling but yeah tap to pay I didn't get any New Zealand or Receipts. Australian dollars out. Like oh. I went zero cash. Because you just tapped. And your I was phone able to everything. tap to pay on every. Like they're like I thought New York. New York's pretty good with that, but other parts of the U.S. aren't. So it's really funny. While we were on break, my cousin from Spain was here, and she was horrified how in the U.S. Uh, you give your card away and they take it away at the bar. She was like, no, I'm going to follow them. Like, I can't give them a card. He's like, that's just like not a thing that happens yeah. in Europe. It's like only with COVID we've started to actually have tap to pay at the table in the U.S. Yeah. Like in some places. But when I and I was thinking about it, and I was like 15 years ago, 20 years ago. That's a way it's always been in Europe. It's always been in South America. It's just a very specific U.S. thing that you give your card away and like they keep it at the bar. Yeah, and I was <laughs> I was probably awkward about that the whole time. I'm like. Or, like, sometimes you're just expected to go up to the front and pay, like, on your way out. And I'm like, do I get up and leave without, like, getting a check? I think that's what like, it is. I yeah. think people here, like, in nowhere else, they would think that you would not pay. Yeah. <laughs> Versus here, people are like, we don't trust you to actually pay. Yeah. And, and, like, and I'm like, give my card. And they're just like, like I tried to give my card, like, like, probably no. 20 times. <laughs> and they're like, oh, uh, like, they were out awkward and then I was awkward. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, th even things like that, like that's how consumers' minds are. Completely different. Abroad, it's completely different. So yeah, if as you, like, you know, when you're building a global business and like for us, when we were first expanding to the UK, Canada and Australia, like that's something that we, I don't think we realized how much we have to actually get ingrained in the culture of where you're doing business. Yeah. Right? Um just kind of even like thinking about bringing the local brands, what it's like their version of some of like the big brands that work for us here, the way you market that we had at some point a failed 
entrance into a country I would mention because we just didn't know that the credit card culture wasn't as strong as it's here. So like for a lot of things for us to work, it's like you have to like be comfortable with putting your card online yeah. and buying things online. Yeah, and tra- having that trust in exactly. business and yes. commerce. Yeah. Uh which is which is really interesting. So one brand, one global brand I think for decades has been amazing at this. And I'm intrigued to know if you visited it's McDonald's. Because McDonald's very clearly, whenever they go into a country, they like realize that their strategy is we have to do the menu based on what people on want. where we are yeah. at, right? So like, and some countries like don't even have Ronald McDonald or yeah. like any characters. Like in France, it's very French. Like you know, in yeah. Japan, I'm sure it's like there's just specific menu items. It's all crazy. So. Did you visit McDonald's while you were abroad? So I did. I went oh to God. I went to McDonald's in Melbourne late night one okay. night because I needed some food. Why do what any fun but, items? But I saw them everywhere. So so the Melbourne one is like pretty standard. I think I got like chicken nuggets and French fries. I'm sure nice. they have. I mean, Australia is pretty close to U.S. Yes. culture. Um, the Japanese one definitely had different menu items. I mean, I saw them everywhere, and every time I'd see it, I'd like is make it- a joke about like we should only eat there. Um, <laughs> but so, so a lot of McDonald's, Starbucks is everywhere. They've done a good job as yes. well as like really being global. Um, one random one I saw, you know, Clinton Street Bakery in the yes. Lower East Side. I saw they that in one? Tokyo, and I was what? like, "What?" I was like, "Let's go!" What? I almost I think went. They were like, um, I'm gonna say maybe like ten-ish years ago. Like I think. Brooklyn and New York as a brand like was very strong in the Japanese culture. So like they were really embracing and wanting to like have things that were like Brooklyn-y yeah. or New York. So like that's kind of how I entered that market. Like this showroom was they would just come and like go to like tiny shops and be like, in Brooklyn. But like yeah. this is what people in Brooklyn wear. So like that's what we're bringing over. Yeah, I was gonna say even with like fashion, which I think goes to like broader commerce, yeah. it's like. In Japan, everybody's like more quiet and super polite, but like more like hype beast with their clothes. Yes. And I think their consumer habits is like they're trying to like flex and have like a brand name on everything. It's right. like this was expensive, like I bought out. <laughs> Whereas like in Australia and New Zealand, people are much more like I just like want to go to the beach and like chill out. S- Sydney had a little bit more hype than Melbourne. Melbourne just like felt kind of like people like just it was chill. just chill. Um so then, like, when you're building and, and trying to, I guess, market, in our case, market to those consumers, um, you have to, you know, go into that. Like, how can we be super flashy with Japan? Yes. And how do we kind of make, like, a little bit more laid-back, chilled version for Australia? And, like, how do we find the right creators and the right marketing angles to kind totally. of suit the You have to, the like, culture. cater to your consumers at all times. Otherwise, it's yeah. just, it's not going to work. So, wait. Well, wait, now you, you've made me wait long enough. What did you buy? Okay. <laughs> Tell me about the clothes. So, first of all, uh, I stopped at Zara in every country. <laughs> no. Like, I was like... Was it much cheaper or is it more expensive? I don't even know because, like, the exchange... I was just right, like, right, right. I was just like, Unless here's my credit card. you were just tapping card. as, if, as yeah, if Apple was paying for yeah, your things it, it, and not you. I was like, a Japanese, it's like 20,000 yen. Yeah, you're I'm like, like nah, I don't know what the, how much that is. Um, I, so, I, I, price-wise, I think it's probably pretty similar, but it's very... Very different, really. Um, in, in terms of like the styles and stuff, they, they had have. like you think that like they had like a like what I find in New York, it's definitely a different collection Got over it. there. Um, so th- so there's this cool Japanese store called Amari, and they had these like checkered leather pants, which were can't wait. Very cool. Um, <laughs> trying to think. 
So there was uh, in in Japan. I didn't go, but there's like Dior everywhere. Really, in Japan. like they love their Christian Dior. They love well, and those luxury brands specifically make collections. Yeah, for all like each continent, especially in Asia, like they do. It's such a big market for them, and they, for example, right now Gucci just came out with um, the Chinese. Like the, the it's the year of the rabbit. Okay. So they just came out with a Year of the Rabbit specific yeah, collection. And they pr- like probably and like crush it. Crush it there, <laughs> exactly. So, that's so the, awesome. those ones are big. Um, what else? And and I went to a cool like streetwear store in Melbourne, which was cool. Nice. Sydney, not clothes, but I did a lot of galleries there, Ooh. and they have some sick art. Did you bring back some art? So I didn't bring back art because like I didn't have room in my yeah. suitcase. I was like all over, but it, th- this one gallery that like I fell in love with, like all their stuff is like owned by like celebrities. It's like twenty k a piece, okay. um, but it was like all this like multi dimensional art and three stories. I That's guess so super cool. famous. I'd have, I'd have to look up the name of it again, but um, yeah, you'll have to show me. That's I awesome. feel like when I go into an art store, I'm either like. Oh my God, this is the coolest thing ever. I'm like, meh. Like, with all due respect to the it's art, like, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it either does it for me or it doesn't. And one of these galleries was just incredible. That's um, awesome. I love going to see art when I'm in other places. So yeah. It's just so refreshing. That's awesome. Okay. Last one before we move off the trips. Talk to me about the food, though. Okay. Beyond McDonald's, please tell me what else you ate. No, I only <laughs> ate McDonald's. <laughs> I, I've had um, chicken nuggets no, for we, 17 days. We, yeah, we, we ate very well. Um, so I did two omakases in Japan. Hell yeah! One was like in like a train station. Ooh. Incredible. Amazing. Kind of oh. like uh, like some of it. So uh, some of it was like a little risky, and I leaned in. Um, nice. And then we you went to we went to the tuna market, like the huge, Ooh. like the biggest tuna yes. market in the world, and ate basically got like a huge tuna oh uh, omakase type of thing there, which was amazing. Um, and then I ate like some like interesting pork i ended up getting food poisoning no. <laughs> on new year's i was like dead oh, no in our bad room. way to start the we year we were in sydney i was like dying I, but i was like i'm gonna make it to these fireworks because like <laughs> where you guys just like was it like a party outside with fireworks was, yes we were like on a pier with a sick nice. view um but i was like dying but rallying definitely because of like two experimental <laughs> japanese eating um Trying to think what else. We we went to a really good steak place in Sydney called like Six Head. And Ooh. it's like, you know, been there since like the founding of Australia or whatever. Wow. Um, so that was good steak. Um I've heard good things about food in Australia. Yeah, too, we had, like, had everything's very fresh. I had good Greek in Melbourne randomly. Ooh. We we tried to like eat a lot of different cuisines. Right. Um so I mean we started out with a lot of Japanese. Um the avo toast and the coffee in Australia. That's what literally like yo, I know it sounds silly, but there's like it's so good. It's, it's so, so good. It's so good. Um, so a lot of avo and coffee and like croissants and Love like that. that type of stuff. Um, there's so. a few Australian breakfast places in the city too. Yeah, and I think it's just yeah, like the coffee shop culture is pretty big. The coffee abroad is way better than the coffee here. Yes. Like I get why everybody shits on American Correct. coffee. It's just Correct. trash. <laughs> and like sour fruits and vegetables, yeah. So which makes food just so much fresher. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, no. Moving That's, on, yeah. I guess to a little bit of twenty twenty three. Yeah. So, guys, have you come back ready to kick off twenty three with like an hour global perspective? Like, are you yeah. going to be? So I, I think it's good to like just like take a little time away. I guess one just because like I was so hands on right. since the beginning of Infuse. Like I. Ne- Almost needed to step back, just to almost let the team have some more yep. breathing room and like kind of just be like, hey now, guys, and things like, keep happening, like keep working, which is yeah. good. <laughs> and things keep happening, which is great. I mean, there was a couple like 
hiccups as expected, but like it's handled That's great. Awesome. Like the team crushed it. Like and awesome. like coming back to that is an awesome feeling. Yeah. Um, and it makes me feel like okay, cool. Like I don't have to be an intercom doing customer support twenty four seven anymore. Like that worked while yes. I, like I can like you know find something new and more productive exactly. to do with my time. Exactly. Um, so it was, it was, it's great coming back. I'm super excited, obviously, for this year. Um, awesome. A lot to, a lot to come. What, what about you? You, how, how are you feeling after the break and everything? It's good. Well, so my break was not nearly as exciting. I was stuck in the suburbs for ten days, <laughs> doing nothing. <laughs> but I am super excited for this year. I think, and I'm excited to collaborate with you in the influencer team because I am. Very, I've been really thinking about how we elevate the way we market to consumers to get to our sites. Yeah. Not just like the way, I think we're doing an awesome job on the sites and that's why we crush it. But I, I want to get funky this year. I want to do fun stuff. And I think through Influencer, it will be a great medium. I want to do contests. I want to do giveaways. I, I want to do promos. So like I've spent a lot of time just kind of brainstorming. How do we just... Uh, shake up the way we do things and like kind of build some of our consumer brands. And I think I think influencer offers a really good opportunity for you guys and all brands um, to not only get performance but to also get like branding and like yes. really brand build the brand credibility. Correct. I think obviously there's like email, SMS, other yep. types of marketing that can be really good for performance. But like you know, you see a push message or you see an email, you're not necessarily like oh, that brand is dope. Right. You might be like, oh, okay, that's, like, interesting. I'll click on it and go mm -hmm. down. But, like, it doesn't necessarily, like, build up the brand credibility. Whereas if you see a creator that you respect repping it, and then you're like, oh, cool. It's, like, it's trust. Even yeah. as one of the creators, just like, it's like, oh, this person that I follow, that I engage with the content, they are endorsing this. Yeah. And, like, that builds a very level of brand trust that it's so important, I think, for brands to make sure to it's happen on. So... Mm -hmm. I'm excited to do some really cool stuff with you guys. Yeah, no, I think I think it's cool, and I think the contest stuff. You guys obviously, as a like rewards based team, yeah. have a ton of experience in contest and promos yes. and brand, and that stuff is what crushes it on social. Like people yes. love to see that um, stuff, and that type of giveaway promo content does really well. So it's kind of like, how do we package the expertise that you guys have? Maybe tweak some things. Like it's not going to be yep. able to be just directly off the shelf, but like. How do we kind of like combine our expertise to build something that's like really cool and like addressable and, and can blow? And I think I also see the opportunity to kind of create these almost like bespoke for some of the bigger creators, right? Like I was just like to your point, like that's it's not off the shelf. Like let's build something together for you because I think as these creators that are building these big brands, just like let's lean on your brand. Like what makes sense for your consumers? Yeah. How what is going to be the right way to have them match up with what we're offering. So yeah. I, I think I think one cool example, I don't, I don't know if you've heard about this and I'll, I'll be a bit vague about it just because um, it hasn't fully materialized, yeah. but like we're thinking about running like a promo for some of our creators to promote some of the big gambling apps. Uh -huh. And basically like how they would do it is they to their followers say like, hey, if you download and deposit and use one of these apps, you get entered into a raffle yes. to then go to the Super Bowl with me. Um, so uh, I think it's a cool way to, I guess it's it's a form of incentivization of you can go to the Super Bowl with yep. a creator that you think is great, and you also are trying like a, a new awesome. sports You're betting app, um, and, and that's probably going to create a ton of good retention. And the incense stuff, in my experience, has tended to 
drive a lot more scale. Mm -hmm. Like if you kind of are like, like it's like, let's like really yes. run some numbers up. Whereas if you're just kind of casually promoting something, it rolls in over time. Yep. It's like maybe going to happen, maybe not. But I think, I don't know if you've heard about that at all, but that's, that's, that's something awesome. that I'm excited that's really about. Excited. And like, I think we can build more around things like that. Yeah, for sure. I, I was actually, I want to start thinking about Coachella now. I think we should be doing some fun stuff around Coachella. So I'm going to, do you see the the lineup drop? But Bunny. <laughs> Bunny and Frank Ocean. Oh my God, my heart. Oh my I'm so God. hyper Frank. It's been six years. Since no, wait, I did officially drop. No, I it, no, it dropped last night. Oh my God. No, I didn't. So this, is he actually going? Hold on. Bad Bunny. Yeah, oh, uh, oh, we're going. Black, Pink, and Frank Ocean. Okay, that, those were the three that I knew were rumored. Yeah. We're one hundred percent going. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going weekend too. Um, okay, I have to look at this. I'm committed because we have to do this. Another thing that, speaking of audiences and reaching the right audiences, I'm so excited because we're crushing with Hispanic audiences. Let's go. And like we've started marketing in Spanish, and I think for me, it's a theory that I've had for a long time. It's like. If you live in this country, you transact in English. So we don't have to change our full product. Yeah. But the way that you connect and hook and bring somebody in to even hear and want to know what it is that you're offering, doing that in Spanish. Because it gives them either credibility. The trust, of, gives the yeah. credibility. You're matching them where they're at. And it's all, like it's new. It's exciting to grow. But like I think this is such a massive opportunity. We're, what, 20% of yeah. U.S. Uh, demographics now. So very excited. And with Bad Bunny, I think we can do some very fun stuff. Yeah, let's go. It's all about Bad Bunny. It's all about Bad Bunny. No, all roads lead to I, Bad Bunny. I think that's a great point. There. I think, first of all, the just being aware of like the whole Hispanic population yes. and catering and building a product around them is a really cool opportunity and a way to not even have to go international and tap exactly. into a new market. Exactly. Um, so I, I think that's cool. I think second of all, isn't there's nothing that feels better than having an idea, finally getting it live, oh. and then it works. You're like, oh my god, let's go! Finally, <laughs> it's so exciting. So, to that, I, I will, uh, I would love to tap into some infused Hispanic creators too. Right, we'll start recruiting because them. I if think you're a Hispanic creator and yeah. you want to get some uh, deals, I wanna, check us out. Yes, yes. I want to pick your brain. Let's think about how we reach and create things for our community here. Which I yeah. think will be really awesome. No, I think I think that's awesome. Um, what else we got? Any anything else cool worth calling out? No, I mean, listen, this is a crazy time of year, right? So we're just like building everything up. It feels. I'm going to say it feels really good coming into this year because we did a lot of the planning beforehand. And, like, these ideas, like, one of these ones and the way we're marketing, we started testing them in December, which is really smart because we're coming into the first year not trying to start from scratch. We already have a base. Yeah. We already have, like, we're starting to, things are rolling. It feels fresh. It's, it feels fresh, but also already organized, yeah. which is a really exciting and good feeling because I think we're just, like, barely touching all the fun stuff we can do yeah. for for infuse likewise i mean coming back and like we're that yesterday the day before we had like our biggest day ever like it's That's like awesome. coming back and like seeing that like everything is continuing to grow yes. and work i'm just like okay sweet like how do i just like build completely brand new stuff yep. in, on top of this platform that we now have that's like doing decently well how do we continue to you know stay ahead of the the growth curve and and continue to let what's working grow and, and rise, exactly. but like also like plan for when that might 
yep. saw out how do we have other stuff that's popping off as well. So. Yes, but uh, having that nice foundation so we're not starting from zero, it makes such a oh difference. My God. This year compared <laughs> to last year. Last year, starting from zero, I was literally like, ah. oh my God. <laughs> now I'm like, okay. Cool. Like, yes. we have a foundation. We have a core business. How do we now build off of that core business to make it even bigger and better? I think 2023 is going to be a really good year. Yeah. All right. Cool. Good quick pod. We'll be back. I think next week I'll try to get us a good uh, a good guest. And Love that. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. We out. Bye.